Dude, you guys, thanks for being on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we this podcast is called the In Between Podcast because we just do it in between sermons. Uh-huh. And we often talk about things that, you know, we talked about in the sermon, hard things or fun things, whatever, you know. Um, I mean, I learned this from you, Trav, though, that there's like, you know, there's so much goodness that gets cut off the sermon block, right? Yeah, or, you, or you'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. A, I think important things have been edited out. Things that people need to hear. The yeah. viewers at home need to hear this. <laughs> totally. So that's how. That's the kind of like how the podcast started. But I wanted to bring you guys on specifically just to talk about church planning, um, and uh, yeah. So being a church plant, that's you know ourselves two two and a quarter years old. Um, yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to talk about, yeah. you know, like w- w- what what this is all about. So why don't you guys just start, just give us a little bit, give our listeners, our viewers here, a little bit of a an introduction to yourselves. Why don't you start, Jared? Sure. We moved to Tulare, to Plant Radiant Tulare, um, six years ago. And so we moved there with a core team, and we were serving the community, gathering together, praying, equipping the team for about two years. And then we launched a service right. uh, 2019. And that was like Good timing, right? perfect timing <laughs> to launch. October of 2019. October 2019. And then Rachel, my wife, was pregnant with our second daughter. And she was born January and in 2020. And then a couple months later, everything the world fell apart down and <laughs> fell apart and so so you lead radiant church solari you guys are about what does that help me with your math so then? we're four years old now. yeah yep last year we installed um we've got an elder team of four men and then we also laid hands on eight deacons deaconesses and so there we've got a very strong team of leaders in the church cool and yeah healthy little family it's yeah cool. did you ever think did you ever think you'd plant a church? Never. Did you ever think you that you'd pastor a church? Never. <laughs> so then Never. Why? <laughs> so then why 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 did why do you do those things? Yeah. Why would you choose to do that with your life? I I didn't know it was legal to plant a church. I didn't even know it was like a thing that you could do. I've been asked that before. Can yeah. you, you can do that? Who said that you could do that? Yeah. I mean, I I love the church, um, and my dad was a pastor in Tulare, and was happy, loved loved serving the church, loved being a part of the church. I think front row seat, w- witnessing what that life looked like, devoted to full time ministry, was just not in my mind the cup of tea that I wanted. I, and I thought in my mind, I was like, oh, I think that I could still serve the church. Yeah love Jesus in a different way, um, but still be fully engaged and active, which I still think is true, but <laughs> my story shifted with yeah. a quick little snap. Back what is your that. story of call? Like, I don't know if I remember that story. I was working in radio um, and then left there. I felt more called, like, so there, you're speaking to like, thousands of people but seeing nobody on the radio and it's like man i'd rather just have like one-on-one than one on like ten thousand people i just don't like this so that felt clear i stepped out of that and then was working working 
for Elevate, which was like a young adult ministry with my buddy Joel Headland yeah. um, at 210. And that was great, except I couldn't pay any bills. And so I got a job working in a warehouse and then that moved into graphic design. And I thought like, I don't, everything, all of my plans got disheveled. And so I was just kind of, well, I'm here, I'm happy. Um, and so I thought, well, this will be the path and this will be the path. And so I thought that was true with graphic design. And then I got slid a job description across the table at Starbucks from Travis. And it's like, hey, what do you think about doing this? Yeah. And it's like, I don't think I want to do that. Thank you very much. Was um, that the infamous uh, Shepardary? Uh, that was the that was the Shepardary. Part secretary at uh -huh. Radiant Church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did it actually say that on the job? I don't know if we yeah, made I don't a know video. If it said it on there, but it was we like definitely a video, man. <laughs> it developed into that. Yeah, there's some incriminating photos <laughs> that would not do well. This, yeah, the, right now. It's gonna be canceled. <laughs> canceled. There was no major like, you know. Yeah. moment it it felt like yeah I, I this is an opportunity to serve the church and yeah i feel like this and i thought it was just going to be a season just a moment and i actually was excited about supporting church plants because that was one of the even at that time yeah even at that time i was i was caught off guard showing up to radiant and then hearing oh yeah we're a church plant that's going to plant churches and it's yeah. like well, this sounds awesome i don't well maybe maybe that's a good time to cut off and ask this guy about his story and and like what i mean because in a sense like i what i i think i'm hearing you say you know it, he kind of cast vision for planting and you're a product of that and i know that that's my story like i wouldn't have thought of yeah church planting if it weren't for the vision that you cast now of course there's been other resources along the way but what i mean why did you plant and what's your i mean kind of the the shorter version of the story well i i think that i was watching um kind of my friend group uh exit the church like i think i was watching a mass migration not unlike what we're witnessing now um, this would have been more the emergent yeah. movement, yeah. which was a, a movement of things were being deconstructed, um, not just how we did church, but what we believed as the church was being picked apart. Yeah. And so I was watching my group of friends um, leave the church. And I think I just had an intense burden for people. Yeah. I, and 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 that should be said from the beginning that I don't I just don't think church planting um, is, is about you know planting a church. I I think it's about evangelism. Mm -hmm. It's about reaching people, mm -hmm. and it's about having a burden for people um, before you even have a burden for a place or or, yeah. or how you're going to arrange the furniture. I just had an incredible burden for my friends and. I knew we could like leave the church and complain about the church. That was easy. Lots of people do that, but I had a desire to do something about it. Yeah. You know, so I I said basically to a group of friends, um, you know, rather than leave and complain about the church, um, why don't we do something about it and 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 plant a church that reaches these people that we have a heart for? At the time, I I don't think I was aware. Um, I also was unaware that it was like uh, acceptable. Right. I thought people planted churches in India. Yeah, exactly. Like not in Visalia. Yeah. I mean, if California had a Bible belt, like yeah. we're, we're in it. Yeah. So I just thought, you don't 
plant churches in your hometown. You, you go to the field and you, you plant mm -hmm. churches. And so I, I, and I too had friends, family members asking me like, can you do that? So, um, yeah, I, I know now all the statistics that you're right. more likely to get saved right. into a church that's less than 10 years old than you are an established church. Um, I know why church planting revitalizes even existing churches yeah. in a town. I, I know all that stuff, but I didn't know that. I just knew. Yeah. I knew that I was burdened for my friends. Um, I knew I wanted to do something about it. And I did, I did have a strong sense that God was calling me to it, that it wasn't just discontent. It yeah. was like a divine discontent. Like this yeah. is this is something that could happen, but this is something that like really should happen and, and God's um, behind this. So that, that was probably the, the reason for planting in 2005. Yeah. I just found it interesting that like, as churches, we have a plan to reproduce everything but other churches. Uh, you yeah. know, like we're, we're, we're a yeah. church and we're going to have disciples, yeah. but we're also going to make disciples and we're going to have leaders, but we're going to make leaders. And basically you want a healthy church reproduces disciples, reproduces right. leaders. And then it just was like, why wouldn't a healthy church also reproduce churches? Like, yeah. why wouldn't we? And so few churches have a plan to plant another church. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's really well, I don't think it's healthy, actually. Uh, I think it's kind of strange. And then I think because we don't have a plan to get pregnant, there's a lot of accidental pregnancies. You know, there's a lot of like, well, they left and they left because right. they want to do it slightly differently. Um, and so, yeah, I also think like some of my burden to like plant churches came from um, yeah, probably pain. Like when you ask people about the vision that they have for life to be a father, yeah, you know, sometimes that's connected to I had a good father uh, growing yeah. up, but a right. lot of times it's like my, my dad mm -hmm. was not a good dude. Yeah, and yeah. so I have I now have vision in my right. life because of the pain, and, and I think a, a lot of times our call in life uh, is the result of some sort of lack we experience. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when I said. I wanted to plant a church in 2005, that was seen as a real threat yeah. to the existing yeah. churches. And I just thought, man, I want to be a place that when someone comes and says, I want to plant a church, that that's celebrated. When we came to Radiant, we, we came in 2010 mm -hmm. and we were like, they're a church plant. So that was novel. But then we showed up and you were talking about, at least the way I remember it, you were talking about a constellation of churches. Yeah. That was the, the phrase. Yeah. I don't know if you were using that phrase, but you were talking about planting other churches. And I guess I wonder, mm. yeah. at that, so at that point, you kind of had vision for reproducing. And, and where did that start? Like, where, I mean, you talked a little bit about it, but where did you get the vision for, for a constellation of churches? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> so... I, I don't, again, I think that the, the, um, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I think 
the burden and the vision that I have, we have, is for evangelism. Yeah. Like, I want to reach people. I, I want them to know and uh, love Jesus and belong yeah. um, to a Bible-believing, Spirit-filled church. I just think mm-hmm. it's the, the best. And so, like, that evangelistic burden um gave rise to the vision yeah. for church planting because it's a means to an end like yeah. paul didn't go to a city to plant a church yeah. he went to preach the gospel right and then when people responded to the gospel mm-hmm. he just would put a roof over it um so again the vision i think is to in particular in our valley and and now much bigger in our state um, is to see people meet jesus and belong to his family and church planting is just an awesome tool it's a means to that end i mean i i just i yeah i hear reports from you guys about the baptisms and the people that you're mm-hmm. able to reach because you were able to put something into Larry yeah. in, in Exeter. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's thrilling. Essentially you're, you're saying, you know, evangelism and camaraderie are kind of like at the heart of the vision to see a constellation yeah. of churches, not like, uh, I don't know. We can do it better. Yeah. Or, or even like, we're going to build this model. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and it's going to yeah. be relational and, yeah. um, and I mean, I know that like a big part of your story, I would guess, or I surmise, mm-hmm. is that, Maybe. what does that mean? Uh, it's kind of like a surprise that has some wisdom behind surmise. it. <laughs> surmise. I, me. I think, I think that if I know your story well enough, it's that like the relational component was a huge part of why you wanted to plant and how you wanted to plant. Yeah. And I mean, what, yeah, what would you say about that? Yeah, I, I think that was part of the vision that captured me. And then I thought I would just be kind of on the sidelines, cheerleading on through this constellation of churches. Okay, right. The idea, especially, I think it was rooted in the valley, in the Central Valley. Mm-hmm. And this idea where we all kind of know each other and we're all kind of the butts of everybody's jokes you know, it's like there's this sibling rivalry throughout the valley. Um, And the idea of a constellation of churches where you don't um, fight for your own kind of independence or like, oh, this, I'm going to do it this way or that way, but you actually submit to one another, you prefer one another. That was super attractive. Like, oh, we could probably go faster, you know, alone or do whatever, but to stay together, it it feels like, oh yeah, that you might go slower, whatever that, you know, proverb thing is, but like the, for sure there's a richness to there, but also it's just a, for me, it's like, what a platform for just the gospel to rest on top of, like to, to, to preach from, like, we don't do this for Tulare. We don't do this for Exeter. We don't do this for Visalia. Like we're doing that there, but we do this for the family of God. Like this is the kingdom of God and it's bigger than that. And so I love the dirt that I'm in, Mm -hmm. but it's only because there's people there. Like I don't love that dirt. I love the people that inhabit it. And and to be a part of something bigger Mm -hmm. instantly when you plant and you're like, yeah, we have family in the valley. You know, it's like, oh, wow, what a gift to plant in that way where you're not like 
slugging it out i mean you're still slugging out but you have like big brothers and you know family that's around to say like oh yeah yeah so i think it's so easy when you plant to get so like pigeonholed like and just focus on your thing and i think it's so healthy to be a part of something Mm -hmm. bigger i think also it has been historically uh true that when churches are founded Mm -hmm. they end up with someone leading them who has founder syndrome who can in time start to operate like a dictator Mm -hmm. you know and dictatorships always flourish for a time Mm -hmm. Um, and then the end something goes south so i think also i think our people really feel encouraged knowing that there's accountability yeah you know that yeah. you can say to your church, like, hey, if you're ever struggling with a decision that we've yeah. made, you could go talk to yeah. Trav. Yeah. And and Trav is not, you know, headquarters. Like I'm not, I don't not know Noel right. or know the church. Like right. you're connected. And I think that that's encouraging even for Radiant Visalia. They know that there are people looking yeah. in. Yeah. And you're accountable because yeah, I mean, there's just been, there's always been, leaders have always fallen. Um, that's not a new thing, um, but lately there's been, yeah, a lot of, uh, yeah, and maybe power that's been abused. Um, so I find that it's really helpful. My favorite experience, what I hold dear, is that I got to do this with people. Um, so not like doing my thing watch me and my moves over here but getting to do this with people whether that's you know a core group of people who lived in tulare moved to tulare worked in tulare saying we we love jesus and we want to see him glorified here so we're, we're in this together for two years in a living room you know or together with trav and elders in visalia and you know on a Monday calling and saying, Hey, what was what do I do with this? You know, um, coming to Exeter, you know, like that, the joy of, um, family, like the family of God, you know, that's been the best part is, is genuinely, um, yeah, almost like the losing your life and you'll find it. Like I've found so much more life in the the common union of like togetherness than in me writing an album or doing this or, do, you know, it's like, oh, that's cool. But there's just so much life in the together. Yeah, That's probably by far the best part of it. Our church is 18 years yeah. old. Um, and acting like an 18 year old, like kind of like becoming an adult, um, uh, kind of thing. So, I mean, I, I, I think noticing, observing, seeing over these many years, you know, the difference that it's made in people's lives, but also in our community, um, Mm -hmm. continues to be the thing that gets me excited, Mm -hmm. you know, getting to celebrate with you guys when there's baptisms and people are added to the family is and it's it, yeah it's always been the best part of this has been like family and mission mm-hmm. um and yeah that that continues to be it for yeah. me like i i find that most people they want to go 
but they just don't want to leave. And I think when we yeah. when we carry a vision for being ascending church, people have that. They get to go, but they don't have to leave. Yeah, they That's know true. that they're a part of yeah. something bigger. You know, so yeah, that that kind of family on mission, getting to be a now ascending church. Um, yeah, it does get me excited. Yeah, although it, I mean, it hurts. It's not. Yeah, it's not fun to send your best yeah. and to um, try to figure out how to continue to lead when some of your leaders have gone to lead elsewhere. Um, I, I find it satisfying to see the fruit that's coming from your guys' lives, even though I don't get to see you on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. 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 I yeah. think there's, there's two things like that. I mean, I, I think are really essential is to one to continually ponder like those who've gone before us and uh and the many days that they felt like hanging it up the many days that they were tempted to throw in the towel and quit because it got difficult and they endured and we're so glad that they did because yeah. we're standing on their shoulders i think about that a lot and i think mm -hmm. um and now it's our turn it's our turn to be faithful even when we're not seeing the outcomes we want to see to just keep being faithful um and to pass the baton so there's there's something motivating to me about remembering the big story that we're a part of and that faithful men and women pushed through difficulty and got and now uh, i'm better for it yeah and i want to be that yeah that's motivating um and the other thing that i think is really important is like staying in touch with because it, it, it because leadership just is painful life is painful like mm -hmm. um and i think you have to stay in touch with this being a privilege mm -hmm. and like if you can keep that like wow what a privilege like um and if it can continue to be a mix of those two things pain and privilege you're probably going to keep going mm -hmm. but when it just becomes pain and you've lost a sense of privilege or like this yeah. is um you, you're done <laughs> you're done yeah. so and i think i see that in people's lives where they're very in touch with the pain and very out of touch with the privilege mm -hmm. and and they've got they've probably got 12 months before they throw in the towel so we just constantly i tell myself like there's a huge privilege what i get to do yeah. what i know um this is all i count this a real joy mm -hmm. and i'm not a joyful person i'm more of a melancholy person that's why i hang out with jared he's <laughs> he's more of an optimist i'm not so yeah. I, I have to tell myself like mm -hmm. this is this is a good deal yeah. like that you get to do this is a, is a good deal otherwise you, if you're rehearsing something else i don't i don't mm -hmm. think you make it very yeah. long so mm -hmm. you got to stay in touch with that stuff even with i think any job any task you've been given parenting you know leading any any place of work yeah well thanks man yeah yeah i think yeah thanks for inspiring church planting yeah thanks for yeah. getting us amped up <laughs> i think it's funny in some ways because it takes i guess you know stories are a little different but it, it takes a lot of gumption to go out and plant in a lot of ways it takes that kind of gumption 
that's pretty independent and yeah. pioneering. Yeah. But a little ways in, you're like, <laughs> yeah, totally. I need help. You're like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I know that we're excited. I'm excited to <laughs> run together yeah. uh, over these next years that are ahead of us um, with both of you guys and the family that God, you know, continues yeah. to build. So I think that we could talk forever about mm. this and we will. We have the rest of our lives to talk, but I think we could wrap it up uh, right yeah. there. Yeah. Thanks so much. I just want to clarify, this is a coffee counter that we are sitting at here for the for the good people on the interweb. This is a coffee counter that we've been sitting at here. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Church planting. It'll make you bald and drive you to drinking. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Noel.